All right, guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Irvine, who is the UAB Color Commentary Analyst for Learfield IMG College. Steve, how are you doing this evening? Oh, man, I'm doing great, John. How about yourself? I'm great, buddy. I'm just glad we're about to finally play some football now, <laughs> try to get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, it seems like forever, doesn't it? And it I, I tell you what, I didn't think we'd be here talking about it, but uh sure does feel good. Yeah, to be honest, if you asked me months ago, I said, oh, it was just a, a, far, a far-fetched dream that we'd be able to play football this year, but we're finally about to tee it off and play some football. Um, guys, but we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, like I said, this is our very first podcast of the Blazer Victory Podcast. Um, what we're going to do now is try to just break down UAB. Um, we'll start with the offense and then go to defense and special teams. Now, Steve, we got to get some better action out of Tyler Johnston this year. I mean, he ha- he still had a good year last year at the quarterback position for UAB. But those interceptions, man, I just I, I don't know what was his hiccup last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's hard. I think it was a uh, I think it was a myriad of things, really. I mean, I think there was it wasn't just a one thing deal. I, you know, Tyler is is, is the kind of guy that's uh, that, that plays with, you know, extreme confidence. And sometimes he'll try to fit a ball in or try to make a play that he probably shouldn't. Uh, I think it's more, though, more than that. I think Tyler Johnson is one of the best competitors I think I've ever seen at the quarterback position I mean the kid's fearless and he you know he, he, he plays hurt and he, and sometimes I think uh you know he's he's a little bit too much of a competitor sometimes when he's trying to 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 fit balls in sometimes and and, and also some of it could be some scheme stuff I mean I think there were some times he was asked to do some things that aren't really his strength uh, also so I you know I, I do think that after a year of of Full time, basically, even though he missed some games last year, uh, you know, I think the, him and the offensive staff know each other better now. And, I, you know, I, I see uh, I see better things this year. I think so, too. And I mean, Johnston really does have a really beautiful deep ball that we got to see, you know, multiple times last year, especially earlier in the year. Um, but definitely hope he, you know, has a successful year this year. I mean, he com- completed over uh, twenty two hundred pass yards last year. And threw for you know 17 touchdowns, but those 15 interceptions came very costly. You know, we go back to the uh, Western Kentucky game and Tennessee game in particular. Both of those games just you know kind of it almost seemed like you know you were saying that he just was trying to do too much. Yeah, I, I mean I think so, and I and I think that he one thing that he has to do, and I think he'll do it better this year is he just he just has to let other guys make plays too. You know, because the one thing about that, that he has, and he had last year too. But the, he, there's a lot of playmakers on this on this offense, and and if you can get the ball, just get the ball to him and let him make plays. I, you know, I, I think um, I think that'll improve that'll improve things. I think there could be a, a you know a heavier emphasis on maybe the tight end game too. And and you know there, there's some there's a lot of weapons in the tight end position right now, and that's going to help them. Uh, got to get the ball in a passing game to the running backs a little better, and I think that'll help them. So I think there's a lot of, of, of things that can help and, and, and will help. Yes, and talking about some of those weapons, you know, we get Austin Watkins back this year, and, I mean, he's primed to have a, a another breakout year for us this year, and I hope he does. Him and, you know, Myron Mitchell, um, I think they're going to be ready to catch some balls from Johnston and the QBs. 
Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, you're talking about two guys uh, this time next year probably be in the NFL camp. Uh, sure. You know, I, I think they're both guys that can make an NFL roster if, if things go well for them and they stay healthy and that type of thing. So, you know, when you when you're when you can start with that, that's a pretty good start. And you know, I think there's, you know, it's hard to say without without seeing camp, but I think there's um there's some other pieces in the passing game as receivers that, that, that we don't know a lot about right now that I think, uh, you know, three or four weeks into it, we will know about, um, you know, I think, you know, Rob Johnson could be a guy like that, you know, AJ Davis, a freshman that, um, actually played with Dylan Hopkins in high school. I think he's turned some heads in camp. And so I think there's some other pieces there that we don't know about yet, but we will know about. Yes, for sure. And I dare to say we might have our next Roddy White or JJ Nelson, or you know even Joe Webb on hand, on our hands right now, so we can definitely yeah. hope for that. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. Now I know we lose Lee DeFore, which you know I think hurts with his leadership that we're losing. Um, you know Lee came back to us from South Alabama after the return, so he was very loyal to our program. But what what are you hearing about? I know you haven't been able to get to camp because of all the you know COVID uh, protocols, but what are you hearing about the offensive line coming out of camp? Well, I, I think it's solid right now. I mean, I think especially I think inside, you know, at the center position and uh, both guard positions, I think they like their depth. They like their talent and their depth there, you know, and they've had experience. You know, uh, I, th- I think with Andrew Smith, I don't think you have a lot of drop off talent wise uh, with Andrew Smith at, at center. I think he's he's as good as Lee four. I think now, you know, obviously Lee was such a leader and, and such a big part of this this whole thing. But I, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of drop off there. Uh, talent-wise, uh, so so that's good, and I think Will Reichard was was a kid last year that came in um, out of Colquitt County, and uh, really, you know, really had um, I think mentally was ready last year, but it just you know had to get physically a little more. So um, so he's going to probably share time, or he's he's battling with with uh, Andrew Smith uh, at the center position. You know, I think the guard positions, you know, good and solid. You know, you know they can go too deep there, and so that's good, and. You know, and on the court and on the outside, I mean, I think you have, you know, with uh, with Sidney Wells and Kobe Ragland, I mean, you have two two guys that are basically all all conference type performers there at, at tackle. So, uh, so I think it's going to be better than it was last year. I mean, last year there was times it was there, there were struggles up there, obviously, and I think a lot of that was just um, getting the the college experience. Now with all the experience up there, you know, I, I look for some 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 good things from that that front. Well, good, good. I definitely hope that our offensive line does well again this year and protects Johnston. And finally, get that running game going again with Spencer Brown, who, you know, we both were talking before the call. And, you know, he had such a really good camp, fall camp last year. And, yeah. you know, just what happened to him? I, I, he just, I, I don't know what, um, what was wrong with Spencer. He just never really could seem to get going well last year during the season. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that started up front. You know, I think that, uh, you know, the, the one thing about, uh, you know, Spencer's a tremendous talent and there's no doubt about it. And, and you know, he's all time leading rusher in, in the program, but he's the type of running back that well, all, all running backs are. But he is a type of running back that really needs it, you know, really needs to have it blocked well up front. I mean, you know, he's yes. he, and, and that sounds silly to say because that's an obvious thing because, you know, right. Every running back, but there's some running backs that create better. I mean, there there are, and and um, he uh, he just he just couldn't find the the creases last year. And and I think there was 
you know, he was banged up a little bit, but he's been banged up, you know, basically his whole career and just played through it. So uh, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what happened. I do think that he's coming in this year a little lighter and maybe a little quicker than he was uh, than he was last year. And, you know, because he'd gotten so big last year and he looked he looked like he hadn't lost a step in camp. But then when you see him in games, it almost it felt like he had lost a step. I don't know if he really had, but it sure felt that way. Uh, but he's, I think he's a little slimmer this year. And, and, um, I would think without talking to him, but I would think he's probably pretty determined to, um, to kind of show that last year was, was not who he really is. And, and that his first two years are who he's, who he really is. And so I, I, I really look forward to seeing what he can do this year. I know you do too, John. Yes. And we're really deep at running back, you know, with Stanley and, Brown Jr. and even Larry Wooden too. So we've got some guys that can definitely tote the rock. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely hope that Spencer gets back to his normal self and just like you said, kind of prove that last year was just a fluke. Yeah, and I do think that the that uh, you you look at from really every year since since uh, Bill Clark's been here that you know that when when they run the well, when they run the ball well, this offense you, you know performs well. You know it, it has to start run first it's not a you know it's not a pass to set up a run type offense it's a run to set up a pass type offense and so uh need to get that rolling and and uh, you know really really think they will yes and definitely you know get the running game going early in the game and then you know as the games tend to wear on you know we get even more advantage on the the opponent's defense to keep just wearing them down and beating them down yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to tackle that guy for 60 minutes. So, <laughs> no, mean, he, definitely. He, he's a load, you know. And and the other guys, I mean, hey, Lucia Stanley runs hard, and, and Larry Wooden's a, a, a big guy. And, you know, having to deal with uh, with Jermaine Brown's quickness, all, all you know, when he's in there. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and Jermaine Brown's stronger than, than, than he looks, too. So they do wear defenses down, no doubt. Yes, for sure. Well, Yes, we're um, talking a little bit about the offense. Let's go ahead and talk about the defense. Now, one of my main concerns is losing Garrett Marino on the defensive line. Now, I know we've still got, you know, Tony Fair. We've got Wright, uh, Moultrie, of course, Jordan Smith on the edge at, de- at defensive end. Um, we should still be good on the defensive line, right, Steve? Oh, no doubt. But but the one thing I think you, you know, you hit it mentioning Garrett right away because I think the one thing that, that – I worry about most is for the last three years since 17, uh, the interior of Garrett Marino and, and, and Anthony rush when he was there, but especially Garrett, uh, Garrett Marino, you know, last year, they, he did a great, such a great job of creating pressure up the middle on passing downs, you know, yeah. and, and, and to me, the edge, the edge guys have been tremendous since 17, but their life has been made a lot easier because they've get such good pressure up the middle and I yes. think it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes I mean the what Garrett Marino could do with that interior pass rush really affected everything I mean it really affected everything and, and that's and that's that's not even talking about you know the emotional thing he brought of course he usually brought a 15 yard penalty at least a game exactly. so it'd be good not to have that but right. uh but you know I, I do think that inside rush that inside pressure uh if they can't get that, it's, it's going to hurt. So, so, uh, and I do think they have guys capable of doing that, but I'm not sure that they have another Garrett Marino, uh, uh, guy like that. Right. And I, I 
failed to mention uh, Fish McWilliams, too. I forgot about that guy. And he's just a you know sophomore this year. So we'll definitely um, hopefully get some more rush up the middle this year. And, you know, we didn't mention this earlier, but with the NCAA passing that uh, where players don't lose a year of eligibility this year, I mean, that's going to help out a lot of these young guys to get, um, you know, a lot more playing time and not have to worry about burning a year of red shirt. So. Oh yeah, how much how how much easier does that make a coach's life? I mean, there's so many times where where you get, where where they really want to play a guy really bad, yeah. but you know, but it just doesn't make sense because they're you know they don't want to waste a year. Now, man, you're playing everybody on your roster, and and with you know with with the virus and with with things, you're gonna probably need a lot more guys too because if yeah. you know if if you do have some tests and you know and obviously they've done a great job of of staying away from that right now, but you know, uh, if you do have tests and you do have to sit several guys, you know, you're going to need a lot more players. Right. And let's back up a minute, Steve. Let's just, you know, praise the coaching staff and the athletic department. As of now, we still have not had one positive case, uh, test, correct? Right. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Tremendous. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It, it, I mean, I think it shows a lot of things. It shows you know, with, with UAB hospital and the testing and just, uh, just everything surrounding this program. It's amazing that, 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 that they've gone through this and, and that, and, and it shows their diligence. It shows, it just, it's just a great, it's just a great tribute to, uh, to, to the program, no doubt. Yes. Agreed. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about those linebackers. Um, you know, we've got, uh, Noah Wilder, Chris Mole, of course, um, looking for him to have another breakout year this year. And, I mean, the, the linebacker court, we're just stacked. Um, Steve, wouldn't you agree? We're stacked on talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you include the outside, you know, the, if you if you include the outside guys as linebackers. And, uh, no, I think it's, it's, it's deep. I mean, I think there's there's guys there. With, and, when, you know, Chris Mole is, to me uh, – I mean, I think D'Angelo Malone and Western Kentucky deserved the conference player of the year, defensive conference oh, player of the year. But, <laughs> but, but Chris Mole was right there. Now, I mean, he was he was right there. He's he's as good a linebacker as in this conference. You know, obviously Noah Wilder had a great year. You know, the guy. You know, I I don't know anything about him yet, but um, you know, the big kid from uh, from LSU that 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 I, I don't know if he came in camp late or they just added him to the roster late. Tyler Taylor. You know, he's a 250 pound linebacker that was, you know, that was at LSU and he's on the roster now. And we'll, you know, we'll see soon if, um, you know, if he, if he's, uh, if he has a spot in the rotation, but if he does, that's a big, big body in, inside. And, um, cause that's, that's one thing they don't have a lot of in the inside position is, 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 you know, just a big body. I mean, it's, they're, they're really more on speed type, yeah. type. Uh, and so it'd be nice to see, uh, kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, of the 2014 team. The uh, golly, what was the kid's name? They had the kid that was from Jacksonville State that um, that just a big line. I can't remember his name. Boy, I'm getting old, John. I'm getting old. <laughs> but, but but you know, just a kind of a big body in in the middle. Uh, you know, at, at linebacker, and and that's um, that'll be interesting to see to see how what kind of if he fit if he's if he's ready to fit in into the rotation right now. Yes, for sure. Um, and kind of going back to Chris Mole, I'm sure he'll be excited to get back to Miami to play the Hurricanes, you know, in his hometown of Miami this year. Um, that's going to be really exciting for him, and hopefully he'll get, you know, some family members in to watch him play that game, for sure. Oh, he'll get family members there. <laughs> There's yeah. no doubt about that. There was a bunch of them there at the championship game last year, and, 
you know, I know his his uh, mom and dad, I, or at least his mom. I've seen see her at a lot of games, uh, even in Birmingham. So he'll have uh, he'll have plenty. He'll they'll sell plenty of tickets. If well, I guess tickets that are available, uh, yeah. they'll be there. They're, they'll be there. And there's a lot of other Miami kids. There'll be there'll be plenty of UAB representation uh, in Miami for sure. Yes, UAB does recruit that Miami area very well um, with Coach Clark. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about. Um, Another guy, well, before we move on, um, it's really great to have uh, Darian Street back this year after suffering the injury in the first game last year against Alabama State. I heard that he's going to be playing the star position or um, a similar position like that. Um, so that's good for Street to have him back. Um, well, but, well, and they, they, they might have, uh, you know, again, without having seen Cam, they might have moved him into the inside also. There, there was some talk about yeah. also playing him inside. Uh, you know, he played the star last year. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think he's a guy that can do both. You know, he was an inside guy at, uh, um, uh, at, at Ole Miss. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's a guy that, you know, that we don't know right now where he, where he fits, but he's going to be, you know, he's going to contribute no matter where they put him and he's going to be one of their better defenders, no matter where they put him. Great. And it's also really great to hear that we have Bronte Harris back this year after his he missed last season due to an ACL injury. It's really good to have Bronte back, um, and that just makes that secondary even stronger with him. And oh yeah, I mean he's a guy that you can't, you know, you, you, he can take away one side of the field. I mean there's there's no doubt. And and honestly, I don't know that uh, TD Marshall was much behind him by the end of last year. So I mean you you've got two guys uh, on you know that can line up as as your starters at the corners that maybe. Certainly, two of the two of the best in the conference, no doubt. You know, maybe the two best. I mean, who knows? I don't know what you know what 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 all else is out there, but you know, you you got that, and then you've got C.D. Marshall or C.D. Daniels and and um, Starling Thomas right behind them, who, who who are returning starters. You know, so you got four you got four guys that are starters basically at cornerback right now, and and you know, including Bronte Harris, who's probably the best cornerback in the, in the, in the conference. Oh yeah, by far, for sure. Um, and now that I think about it, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have uh Turner at the star position. Now that I think about it, not straight. So you're, you're probably right about yeah. street uh, going into that uh, linebacker role. Um, but yeah, I definitely see Turner probably being that star. Yeah. And dodge on Turner. I tell you what, he, I think he's as underrated uh, talent in as anybody in this conference. I mean, he, he's a guy that if he was, on a different defense, he might be, you know, thought of as one of the best guys in the, in the conference. I mean, cause he's, he sort of quietly goes about making big plays. I mean, you know, he just makes play after play and you, you don't really hear a lot about him, but then you right. go, uh, you know, you, you, you see some things, you see some people mention him and, you know, I think he's gonna, you know, he's another guy that's gonna have a, you know, a huge year. And he's another guy that's, that's versatile in the fact that, you know, you can play him at safety if you need to. You can play him at nickel. You can play him at the star. Uh, you, you know, you can play him a lot of different places depending on, on, on need. Yes, for sure. I definitely agree there, Steve. And also, you know, we've got Grayson Cash at safety and then, you know, Will Bowler as well. So I, I really think that this defense will be really good, if not Definitely probably one of the best in Conference USA, but might even be one of the best in the nation this year after we're all said and done. 
Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, I think th- I think they could be, you know, certainly, you know, up there as one of the top in, in the nation. I mean, there's no doubt. And you know, a guy that 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 we don't know where, how, you know, how he's played in the camp, uh, but might end up being a star is is Troy Young. You know, the transfer from Arizona. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I mean, he, I, you know, I don't know. I think. I think there was thoughts when he came in that he could play a bunch of multiple positions that he could play a safety, you know, he could play a star, he could play a nickel, he could he could he might even be able to play linebacker, you know, yes. uh, um, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how he's playing and where they put him, you know. And but he he's a guy that that I think has you know standout capabilities for sure, and and you know at at, at the conference yeah. USA level and and. We'll see, you know, we'll see where he fits in. And, and um, that's what's going to be great, uh, you know, about Thursday uh, coming up is is we get to see a lot of these things. We get to see a lot yeah. of, you know, Tyree Turner's a guy that we didn't really talk about the defensive line that's who right. was an all-sun belt guy, you know. Um, is he going to be the guy in, in, in the middle of the defensive line to, to you know, kind of take that the Garrett Marino role or, or Anthony Rush role, one of those guys? You know, is he going to be that guy? So we don't know. You know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> that's, that's true. Oh, I, know that. I, I don't like that phrase. Yeah. I know. All UAB fans don't either. But <laughs> I know those are bad. Those are bad memories there. But yeah. no, but 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 you don't know. I mean, we really there's a really a lot of question marks for us from the right. outside. I think there's a lot less question marks from the inside. I mean, I think that um, you know that the coaching staff obviously knows what to expect in a lot of, in a lot of the situation, but we don't, we don't until, until the lights come on on Thursday. Right. And, but I mean, it's really good just to hear that we've got this depth, especially on defense, um, you know, especially this year with how crazy things are with what's going on in regards to COVID to having that depth, just in case, you know, certain guys aren't able to suit up for a game or two. So um, hopefully we won't have that happen, but it's great to know that we have that depth just in case. Right. Um, We'll go ahead and move on very quickly to the special team, Steve. Now, we lose Vogeltron, so what are you hearing about place kicking this year? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't. again, that's one thing we're going to really see on, on Thursday. I mean, I think there's some capability there with, uh, with uh, you know, Matthew Quinn, with, um, with Beaverstock. I mean, I think that those guys, you know, are, I think there's some talent there. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, even at the punt position, uh, you know, the punter position, I mean, I think there's still questions on, uh, you know, exactly what it's going to look like. I mean, even though we have an experienced punter coming back, uh, right. you still kind of, you know, you just sort of, sort of wonder, you know. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what, um, you know, what happens on Thursday with that. Because the one thing that, you know, the I mean, Vogel was great with everything. I mean, you know, he was just the guy was a leader. He was, you know, but when you have a guy that just consistently puts the ball in the end zone on, on kickoffs, that just takes away so much from, from the other team. Cause a lot of these teams have great kick returners. And when you're just kicking the ball through the back of the end zone, you know, you just, it, it you almost take it for granted a little bit cause he did it so much. But, but then when you stop and think about it, you don't take it for granted at all. You know, so yeah. we'll see, you know, that's going to be big. We'll see what happens. For sure. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, Kyle Greenwell back at punting. Um, so I should have another good year for him. But that that was a very 
quick uh, wrap-up for our offense, defense, and special teams, just to give you guys, our listeners, a quick um, preview about what we expect from each position. Um, but we'll go ahead and very quickly break down our schedule for this year. And the very first game, which we are going to discuss, will be against Central Arkansas. UCA, this will be a Thursday night kickoff televised on ESPN3 and, of course, on Jocks FM Radio 94.5 with Steve and David Crane on the call. Um, very good opener. I know we kind of shit around, um, Steve, that, you know, we'll get into UCA um, after we finish up the schedule. But, I mean, this team might be better than New Mexico State that was going to be our original opener. Oh, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I don't think there's any might to it. <laughs> I, I, I would much rather play, be playing New Mexico State than – I mean, I, I'm glad they're playing UCA. But, I mean, uh, I think New Mexico State would be a little easier. Uh, I, I mean, I think that uh, this team is – you know, I know they're FCS, but, you know, they've got some talent, you know, and they, they – you know, they've, they've beaten some FBS teams and, you know, including the – you know, they beat a darn, you know, really good Western Kentucky team at Western Kentucky. Yeah, we could <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we sat there and watched them, you know, yes. beat UAB. So, uh, you know, they're, they're scary. There's no doubt. They really are. And a week from Thursday, we'll play another Thursday night game in Coral Gables at Miami. Um, TV hasn't been announced for that, but I'm expecting – ESPN, ESPN2, or at the very least, ACC Network. Um, then we play on Saturday, September 26th. We get to go down to – it's not Lad Peoples anymore. We get to go to their new stadium at South Alabama and take on the Jaguars, um, get to check out that new stadium and hopefully ruin their uh, first game in the new stadium. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yes, it <laughs> really nice. would. Yeah. And, hey. um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and and I I I think UAB will. I mean, I you know, South Alabama is struggling right now, but hey, opening game, so we'll have plenty of time to talk about that one. Yes, we will. Under the next week, um, we have homecoming against UTSA, October the third. Then the next Saturday, we go to Houston to take on the Rice Owls. Um, that will be at ESPN Plus kickoff at six p.m. Central Time. The next week, we get to have those Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky come to Legion Field October 17th and take on the Hilltoppers. And the following Friday, Steve, we got a really exciting um, non-conference matchup between the Raging Cajuns uh, at Lafayette and Louisiana. Um, you know, either Louisiana, Louisiana, Lafayette, I'm not sure how they want to be referred to. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a very exciting game friday night national television cbs sports network that's going to be a good one yeah, it's going to be a great one i mean they, they the way they run the football and you know where they're 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 rolling pretty well as a program right now and uh yeah <laughs> once again i'd rather play new mexico state but you know yeah. but it'll be fun it'll be it, it'll be a fun guy and fun night and uh you know hopefully it'll be one of those um, games to remember Yes, and for those that don't know, they were actually the runner-ups in the Sun Belt last year. They lost in the uh, championship game to App State, who we faced off in the New Orleans Bowl last year. Um, but the very next week, Steve, we get another Louisiana team. We get to go down to Ruston and take on the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs on Halloween. So that's going to be a very good matchup for us. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm sure Louisiana Tech fans will find something to whine about that week. <laughs> and, you know, but uh, – 
<laughs> Again, we'll be able to talk about that later too. Yes, we will. And then after that, uh, the last three games, um, we North Texas gets to come to Legion Field November 14th. That'll be on stadium. And then the next week, we will go to El Paso to take on the UTEP Miners. That will be on ESPN Plus at 3 o'clock. And just announced um, a couple days ago, um, they moved this Southern Miss game that was going to be the Saturday after Thanksgiving. They actually moved it to Black Friday, Steve. It's going to be also on uh, national televised on CBS Sports Network at 2.30. Um, I am actually glad they moved that to Friday just because, you know, um, since Mark Ingram's came, we like to try when we could to work our schedules around Alabama and Auburn games. But, you know, to have just that day in Alabama, hopefully we can get a good crowd um, at Legion Field and, you know, good old rivalry game with Southern Miss. So that's going to be a fun one for sure and on national television. Yeah, and I think the national spotlight, you know, on national television and the spotlight, there's not many games. You know, there might be another game or two played at the same time, but not many. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. I, I really think that was a great move. And I'm not a huge fan of playing on Fridays. Um, particularly Friday night. I just think that's high school. High school. Yeah. Uh, but I do think both of the Friday games this year were really good moves to, uh, to, 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 to move them to, to Friday and the times they moved them to. Yes. And I mean, for, you know, a group of five school like UAB, it's really good to take that national spotlight with the PAC 12 and the big 10 at this moment, not playing this year, go ahead, get that Friday night game and play on national television on CBS sports network. When there aren't any other games on and get that, you know, spotlight. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. And hopefully the Southern Miss game will be, uh, you know, the winner will go to the championship game. So you you could have that, too. You could have the spotlight of, you know, playing to go to the, to the Conference USA championship game. So that would uh, and that would add the viewers and, and interest. So, um, you know, a lot's going to happen before then, but I, I really like it. Yes, and speaking of that Conference USA Championship, that would be the following uh, week on December the 5th. As of now, they could change that depending on what happens. But as of now, that is set for December the 5th, Saturday. Well, what we'll go ahead and do now is we'll move into previewing our game. Week one, UAB takes on UCA, Central Arkansas, the Bears coming from Conway. Well, not coming from Conway. They're actually coming from Montgomery because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they just yeah. played at the Crampton Bowl. Yeah. They're actually here now probably. So <laughs> They are, yeah. yeah. Um, we actually, um, our athletic department footed the bill for them to uh, feed them and stay in a hotel in Birmingham until the game Thursday night, which I thought was really awesome yeah. and, you know, just really good um, all around. So, they are coming off of a win. They just defeated the Austin P Governors, uh, 24 to 17 in Montgomery, as we mentioned at the Crampton Bowl. Um, and I mean that was a really good game. That these these two teams were top 15 FCS teams. Um, so you know, as we kind of kidded around earlier, but we we can't take these Bears for lightly. Um, they they look good. They kind of struggled early on and. You know, kind of when you put on the tape, um, Central Arkansas does kind of seem to sleepwalk or I guess since they're bears, I can say they, they're hibernating for the first <laughs> quarter. Or so, But yeah. um, they really got going in that second half of the game Saturday, Steve. Um, and as you mentioned to me, um, didn't you say that the last two years um, they've allowed their opponents to score on the first 
play of their drive. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Both of the rushes down the left left sideline. Yeah, or the, the other side. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was crazy. That you, know, Western Kentucky. Uh, uh, Gage Taylor uh, in the first play, his first carry of his college career. I mean, of his West Kentucky career, uh, scored last year on the first play. And this kid yesterday that scored on him, it was his first carry as a college player, and he scored on him, you know, first play. So it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy they do that. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of their M.O. a little bit. I mean, they, they, they tend to start slow, it seems like, over the last – definitely yesterday and then and last year. and um, But but they don't they don't give up. I mean, they don't – you know, I, I watched this week. I sat down and watched um, the West Kentucky game in its entirety um, last year. And, you know, they're down 14 nothing, boom, boom. And then they're down 28-14 going into the fourth quarter. Now they're driving. You know, they scored early in the fourth quarter to make it 28-21. But you know they just don't. They just keep plugging away, and that's what happened last night. I mean, they you know they made a lot of mistakes. It was really sloppy, um, and and a lot of key type mistakes. But they kept plugging away, and uh, you know even giving up the the late touchdown, but then driving right back down. You know, so they um, they play like a a team that knows how to win, and a team that's kind of they play like a mature mature team, even though they make. Some some silly mistakes. Uh, they just know they find ways to win, and that's that's always kind of scary. Yes, they do. And uh, to be honest, Steve, I think we're going to see a lot of sloppy football, especially early on in this college football season. So I hope we don't see it from our Blazers, but I'm sure we'll see. We some will. Mistakes. And I mean, it's just <laughs> because will. of you know with how COVID has limited camps and right. There was yeah. there was no spring practice. I mean, right. most most schools, you know, UAB was fortunate to get, you know, I think a week or ten days or whatever it was, um, but but most most schools didn't have any, you know, and and um, you know, I've always, you know, when I was writing, I always hated spring practice because it's like, oh man, you got to go to practice, yeah. uh, and and I always thought it was maybe a little overrated, um, but uh, you know, coaches always told me it wasn't. And I see it now. I don't think it. Is. I don't think it was. I mean, I think I think spring is is very important, and and nobody had it, you know, for the most part. Right. So, you know, and and then and then regular camp or fall camp was was strange at a lot of places. So, um, yeah, I mean, if 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 you don't come in and um, and, and are a little sloppy early in the season, you probably cheated and, and practiced when we didn't <laughs> know you were practicing. Because uh, it's just it's just natural to be to be sloppy right now. Of course, and and as you mentioned, spring practice is a really good time for just just to get the fundamentals down, get your tackling, get your handoffs, get your just very fundamental football to go ahead and get that right. under grass. Yeah, during the spring, and so that's 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 why we're going to see a lot of sloppiness for sure. Um, now, you do you did mention uh, Central Arkansas was a very mature team. They have a really mature quarterback, Braylon Smith. He's a uh, junior. Um, struggled early in the first half, but, you know, really did the whole team struggled in the first half, but really got going. He ended up going, uh, completing 26 of uh, 49 passes for almost 300 yards and had that touchdown. But, I mean, if you put on the tape of just this past game against Austin P, when you see that final drive he led in the fourth quarter, Steve, I mean, just very composed. He could tell, you know, he was mature. He knew not to rush the ball. He knew where to put the ball. And that's scary, you know, going up against a quarterback like that that's confident with, you know, with his skill. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's you know he's he's a, a lot like Tyler Johnson was last year. He he makes mistakes, you know. I mean, he, he threw sixteen picks last year himself, and yeah. you know, thirty two touchdowns, sixteen picks, and um, you know, really a lot of those uh, came in games that they, that they didn't win. Uh, you know, uh, in their four losses, I think uh, I, I think what I looked at that this week. I, you know, he, he had a lot a lot of his picks were in those games, but he. Um, He's just he's confident and and um, and he's going to force some things. But but when when the game's on the line or when he needs to make a play, he makes a play. You know, he's very athletic, but he doesn't he's not going to beat you with his feet. He he's, he 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 buys a lot of times with his athleticism. Uh, he he kind of scrambles to, to throw the ball, you know, scrambles to, to get guys open. Um, but, he'll you know, very rarely is he just going to you know tuck it and go. But uh you know, he just kind of is waits for something to happen and, and, you know, and makes a play, you know, and, 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 you know, just like with, with UAB's quarterbacks or with Tyler Johnston, you know, he has two big time receivers that, that uh, he can rely on and, you know, winning ham and, and, um, and uh, oh, Hudson, Tyler Hudson, yeah. Tyler Hudson, yeah, Tyler Hudson and, and Juwan uh, Lewan, uh Winningham. I mean, those guys are, those guys are FBS uh, receivers. I mean, they're both. Uh, I don't know how they they slid to where they slid, but um, you know they're both big time guys. You know, so he you know he has the confidence of of, of uh, being able to you know know that those guys are going to make plays for him. Right, and and you know you mentioned earlier about the Western Kentucky game last year where Central Arkansas UCA beat Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky. You know, Winningham had a huge game um, at Bowling Green last year. So when, um, yeah, when Smith's able to get Winningham going and even Hudson going, I mean, it could be trouble. So you, the Blazers are definitely going to have to put him on the ground hard early on in that game and just rattle his confidence and don't let him get any confidence going along. Because, you know, as I mentioned in the Austin P game, he struggled mightily the first half, but that second half he started to get confident, and when he got confident, that's when Central Arkansas really turned it on on the governors. Um, but um, speaking of UCA, um, they seemed to be really aggressive during the Austin P game, Steve. I, I believe they went for it on fourth down like three or four times. Um, now I think they only got one of them, but it just shows the aggressive nature of that coaching staff and that team that you know, they, they're there to play. They're, they want to be aggressive and they want to, you know, win the ball game. And that's what they're going to do at Legion Field. They're going to come in. I mean, they're going to be confident. Um, you could even say that UCA might even have a small advantage over UAB that they've already got the, you know, they've already played a game. UAB hadn't played a game. Um, UAB is going to be a little um, not shaky or rattled, but, you know, it, hitting, hitting your own uh, players in camp, it's a lot different than getting on the field and hitting another team. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. I do think one drawback, uh, though, even though they have played a game, when you know when you play it on Saturday and then have to come back the next Thursday and play, that's a little tough. That's tough physically. It's tough mentally. Um, it, you know, it's just uh, it, it's it's hard. I mean, it, it's hard. That's 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 not a whole lot of time to prepare. Um, now it does help that they're in Birmingham and they're away from, you know, away from everybody basically. So it's almost like, uh, you know, they got another little mini training camp real quick to get ready. So that helps, but, but that's, you know, that's a quick turnaround. It is. And I believe that they're actually going to be allowed to practice at Legion field, if I'm not mistaken too. 
I think so. Yeah, I'd heard they were. So, uh, and and that you know that that's a, a big positive thing for them. But uh, you know, we'll see. I do think that that um, just the the confidence of this team, though, uh, from what you what it seems like. I mean, I, I think they'll be able to handle the situation, the weird situation of all this, because it you know it is such a confident team, and they've been through they've been through a lot. So, uh, of course, yeah. So definitely. Um, and, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, Central Arkansas has already had three FBS wins since they went Division One. You know, we mentioned the Western Kentucky game last year. They actually beat Western Kentucky back in 2009, I believe, in Bowling Green as well. And they've beaten Texas State, a Sunbelt team. So they've, they've beaten FBS teams. So this team isn't a slouch, Steve. You know, we'll, we'll have to take them seriously and hopefully we can, you know, just put them down early and, I mean, my key to the game is just for UAB to stick to the basics, get that ground game established with Spencer Brown and company, and just wear them out early. Get Just put Central Arkansas out of this game. Don't let them hang around. We all remember what happened last year at Legion Field in the first game with Alabama State. You know, we kind of let them hang around um, a little bit. Now, we had some injuries in that game, so we did have some adversity that we had to overcome, and we did, but we just got to put these bears out early. Yeah, and, and and keep playing. I mean, you just got to yes. keep your keep your foot on the gas. And you know, I agree that I think the running game is going to be huge. Uh, you know, that was the one thing that kind of worried me a little bit watching that game last night. Is is you know they ran the ball well, and you know mm-hmm. last year that's one thing they struggled at. They're pretty one dimensional. I think they averaged like uh, they averaged eighty nine yards a game rushing last year, um, and and lost their you know had a pretty good running back actually just didn't run the ball that well. And, and he, you know, he grad their their running back graduated, and so I thought they'd struggle again. But you know, I thought they ran the ball well last yesterday, and you know, obviously uh, Crossley Crossley looks like a pretty good running back, and 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 so does Cameron Myers, their number two guy. So, um, you know, I think the running game and stopping the running game are, are you know are, are going to be two uh, two huge things. If you can make them one dimensional one dimensional offensively, even if, even even with a great quarterback. Uh, maybe you can get after them because you know the other thing last year is they gave up uh, 37 sacks I think last year as a team and uh, only gave up two last night but uh, I, I do think and they've lost their tackles from last year too so I do think that you know that the there is going to be ability to get after Braylon Smith and they need to get to him. Yes, they do definitely early and I definitely agree there about their running game um, with Crosley and Myers they looked really good last. Last night against Austin P, um, Crossley had over 100 yards and Myers had almost 80. Um, but definitely um, on both sides of the ball, this game is going to be won. I mean, we say this all the time, Steve, but in the trenches, you know, on those defensive line and offensive line, that's where the game is won and lost. So, for okay. sure. Um, well, um, I think that's a um, pretty good preview for you guys on this Central Arkansas team that UAB will take on Thursday night at Legion Field. Um, again, September 3rd, Thursday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Game will be on ESPN3 and on the radio on Jock 94.5. Um, but we hope you're able to make it out to Legion Field with us and watch the Blazers um, hopefully get a W over the Bears. Um, I'm pretty confident, Steve, that I think we will get the W. Um, I mean, for Central Arkansas, it's going to be a difference playing, going up against the the Austin P Governors and then coming up against uh, the UAB Blazers. So I hope that we're able to, you know, like I said earlier, just put them away early, 
just get them rattled and don't let them get any confidence. Don't let them hang around. As you said, get that ground game going and just be smart with the ball. Just stick to the basics. And that's that's really going to be the key for these, especially these first couple games, is just stick to the basics and just get that running game established. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. Let's let's get it going. I'm ready, ready to kick it off and watch that plan unfold. Yes. <laughs> yes, let's go. Get down to the old gray lady, 7 p.m. Right. Central Time, Thursday night. Um, after that game, Steve and I will do another episode. We'll do a reaction pod podcast to just kind of discuss with you guys about what happened, what Steve saw, what I saw. Um, but thanks, everybody, for listening to the very first episode of Blazer Victory Podcast. Again, this is a podcast just for UAB Sports. It's not produced or affiliated with the university, with UAB. We just do this because we love UAB sports, and we definitely want to get this out there to our Blazer fans and everyone else. Um, if you guys can, um, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at BlazerPod. That's B-L-A-Z-E-R-P-O-D, BlazerPod. And we'll see you guys next time.